Hi, I'm Tom Spurs, and that's just a theory. Hi, I'm Aaron Murray, and you know what? I watched a three and a half hour movie mm. and didn't piss once. I'm so proud of you. Right? They said it couldn't be done. They said it, and I was like, you know, Scorsese called me mm. up in the yeah, middle yeah, of yeah. the night and said, I know for a fact you are not going to be able to watch this film without pissing your little pants. Yeah. And I was like, watch me, Scorsese. Yeah. I really, really love Silas, by the way. <laughs> Hung up the phone, went to go and see it, didn't piss once. I'm so proud. You nailed it. Right? That. It was... It was it was the peak of my life. You absolutely smashed mm-hmm. this. Shame it would have worked better as a Netflix miniseries. Speaking of films <laughs> that should have been straight to streaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good segue. Yeah. We just saw the most embarrassing film of the year. Mm-hmm. And Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> <laughs> he's done it again. He should just go back to making Marvel movies. Yes, he should. Scorsese, we saw Martin Scorsese's yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I would love to see Martin Scorsese tackle the law of FNAF. He probably he probably would have done a f- terrific job. Would have done it would have been better than whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think to talk about the Five Nights at Freddy's film, mm-hmm. I think we can point to a single moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mentioned to you this mentioned this to you when we came out, mm-hmm. where um, the main character, Mike. Is that his name? Mike, yeah, played, it, by, it, played yeah. by the Hunger Games guy. Is it the law that Mike, he doesn't have a last name and that's why they made like a joke out of his last name? When the when uh, Matthew Lilliard goes, ah, Mike, and then just stares at a piece of paper for like five minutes. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's... Okay, so he, yeah. he fucking... So he <laughs> says to the police officer woman, yeah. um, I barely talk about my brother. Which is really funny because, because the previous he spent, hour and a half he spent he spent ninety percent of this talking about his fucking brother. He never fucking shuts up. Never shuts up about we, his brother. We see the same dream revolving on his brother <laughs> ten times. So, I swear to Christ. So yeah. So let's just let's just set the scene. Five Nights at Freddy's. It felt like fifty. <laughs> Zing, zing, um, get zinged, Scott Colton. Let's let's establish. Let's just yeah. establish, right? I'm going insane. So you, so Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. What are your relations to the franchise? Uh, I played the first one mm-hmm. recently. Okay. Uh, in the last few years. Okay. Um, I beat it. Mm-hmm. I'm a god gamer. What can I say? Okay, then I, I played the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, cried. Got someone else to come over and try and beat it for me. Cry, cry not because it's scary. Yeah, because it's, because it's hard. hard. It's really hard. Um, got someone else to come over and try and beat it for me. Yes. They couldn't, promptly uninstalled it from Steam. And I, I, but I, I know the rest of the series by reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know like the story, you don't know the characters. Other than like the main I know guys. the premises of each game. Yes. I couldn't tell That's you it. the lore. Okay. And um, that's, yeah. I don't think anyone could at this point <laughs> because, I mean, it's so convoluted now. But yeah, so when so when it originally came out, I know mm. you were a bit younger than me. You were, how old? It was 2014. 2014. I would have been 11. See, that, see you, were, you were in like the prime age for no, it. I'm surprised. It was wild. Um, yeah. When it came out, so I never bought it for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. I used to play it on my cousin's iPad. I Yeah, I had it on my tablet, but I never, I barely played it. Yeah. I was too scared. I, I, yeah, I was a little pussy, mm. but it was all anyone talked about. Because mm. the games, I think, didn't they come out, like, basically in the span of a year? 
Well, it was really, it was really interesting how they done the games because in some ways they are new games. Yeah. But to yeah. me, they don't. To me, they feel less like new games, but more like installments. In yeah. the sense, of like one story. But like, it didn't because it basically wasn't it one and then like a couple months later. Two, yeah, it was like yeah because one three. one I remember I think was August like it was like late yeah, summer and yeah. then I think the second one was like October November. Yeah. And then the first one was like early twenty. It was, they were like every three or four months. Cause 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 I remember. Yeah. For the year that they were coming out, it was all anyone would talk about. It was, it was, it was huge. It was one of them. I, I, I got into it. I think in between the first and second one, it was a bit. Yeah. I, I was a bit late to the initial yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I, I wasn't really a big market player watcher. Yeah. But it was kind of one of those where occasionally I would watch them. Yeah. But yeah. I think I, I got into Final Fantasy Freddy through another channel, but I don't remember what it was. No sense. But I just got into it. It was kind of mm. like, oh, I like this because I just love horror shit and it was like and I think because because what got me was the gameplay was creepy and like there mm. was some cool like, it was scary but like what got me was the story yeah yeah, yeah. I really really loved in that first game I, I tried to understand the lore of FNAF it's and one you see I gave up I would, I would say one two three and four Mm. relatively easy to follow yeah, yeah, yeah. though it's just one of them where I would say if you wanted to get it it is worth like watching videos on them yeah because I need to do fucking homework. Well, yeah. No, because 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 with those games, especially the first one, it's all in the background. Yeah. It's yeah. very much like you have to sort of find it. Yeah. Which like so that's why it is like I, I think a lot of the games are like that though like two three like they do lean into it more. Mm. But like it was it, it was a franchise where like when I got into it in the early days I was into it like yeah. it was I I remember watching theories on it. I never watched game theory. It's just a theory. Yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll to that. We'll fucking get to that. We'll get to that. Matt Dude. Tannen, the crimes he's committed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Full spoilers, by the way. Oh, I don't give a shit. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, but it, it's what it's on streaming, like, day one. So, yeah, by the time you see yeah. this, you've probably already seen it. But, yeah. So, fuck you. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, so yeah. Um, the games in the early days were really cool. And had, like, some interesting lore and a really mm. unique story that, like, was quite creepy yeah but like yeah. engaging I, and i remember like watching tons of theories on it and like really getting into it <laughs> no not game theory <laughs> never never touched just, just you know just a theory it's like 50 videos on it i i don't know how anyone i i'm gonna sit I'm gonna down these it's like mind. it's like the one piece of fury video no, literally it's, it's um, actually terrifying listen i listen i respect my pat because i mean i'm sure he's a lovely man he seems like a very lovely man I don't really yeah. know much about him, but he is seems there, nice. Is there a playlist? This is but I, I, I could not sit down and watch two. I think I, I think a YouTuber I like went. No, sorry. I was massively oh. wrong. Oh, is it double? It's not 50. It's 94. Right. <laughs> 94. So you could watch 94 videos or one video by Wendigoon who's <laughs> done like a cool video on it. Which is like eighty minutes, and like they're all like twenty minutes. This, this one's an hour. What yeah, it's like a fuck. fuck. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, some of these I think are like um, live streams, but also like there is so 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 many just theories. But that's just a theory. <laughs> Game theory. FNAF stumped me again. Again. Do you want to know crazy? These all get millions of views though. Well, because. Because Five Nights at Freddy's is such a huge, like, mine for, like, theory content. Which is why... So, 
this movie was in the works for a long, long, long yeah, time. Yeah, I remember hearing about this for ages. Yeah, I mean, I think we even talked about it at some point. Yeah, we like, yeah, I think we like, talked about it multiple times. Yeah, because it was one of those films that for a while just kind of existed. Like the Minecraft movie. Yeah, it was like... never released that. Yeah, probably not. Fake movie. Uh, well, Jason Momoa. Oh, sorry. He, he's single-handedly <laughs> going to get it made. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like... <laughs> it's just Jason Momoa in his fucking back garden. <laughs> Um, just fucking knocking down trees. <laughs> I'd watch that. It's like four hours long. Um, yeah. So this was a film that was that kept cropping up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it was like, oh, it's gonna happen. I remember like in I remember in 2017, 2018, there was mm-hmm. a there was a picture of like of like a director's chair with Scott Cawthon's name on it and the Blumhouse logo next to it. Yeah. yeah. And then that was like, oh, it's coming. And it just never. It, yeah, it just never did. And, like the guy who did Monster House was gonna direct it at one point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, Which would have been sick. Chris Columbus was gonna do it. Which wouldn't have been sick. Which is of Home Alone fame and Night of the Museum fame. The which first, I guess didn't Chris Columbus do the first Percy Jackson film? He did. He's only Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Um he, he's, he did, o- he's only made hits. <laughs> he did wait, did he do Night of the Museum? He did um the first two Harry Potters, didn't he? Yeah. He's done a lot. He's like the ultimate director for hire. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like he was he was gonna do it and then it just kept falling through. And then finally, like all of a sudden, it was like earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. They started like filming it. Yeah. And it was like really quick. It was like literally beginning of this year. Yeah, because I remember the image just like coming out. Well, yeah, because I because, fast. because I remember there was there was like oh like we're gonna talk about it soon. It's gonna be mm. announced. And I was thinking okay maybe maybe they're gonna get it. I was thinking okay they'll put it out for like the Megan slot next yeah, year. Yeah. They'll have it like January, and like but then you're like now it's coming Halloween this year. I was yeah. like. Yeah, or that, yeah. like I was, it was like literally and that was only a couple of months ago that they actually announced yeah, that yeah yeah so at first I was like hmm that's weird after watching the film <laughs> I can totally see why because <laughs> what the fuck was that it honestly had the vibe mm. what, watching this film it had the vibe of like um, in, in, in 2011 Dimension Films yeah. Who owns the Hellraiser IP? Oh yeah. They yeah. had it, and it and and around that time, it had been a couple of years since they had made mm. um, a Hellraiser like movie. Yeah. So they were about to lose the license to the rights. So what they did was over a weekend they made the Hellraiser film. Incredible. This is what this feels like. Not not <laughs> as not as extreme. I will say not as extreme. They might just spend like two weeks on it. Yeah. <laughs> but it has. But it, the whole film just feels yeah. wrong and it feels like a rushed job which is really bizarre for yeah. a film that has been in the works for as long as it has because yeah. a lot of it a lot of the film in terms of its narrative completely falls flat mm. but it seems like the trick that Blumhouse learned was okay this film is shit <laughs> but the fans will eat it up. Yeah. As long as we make sure we can set it up. Yeah. yeah not yeah. not necessarily take cater in terms of giving them like you know a cool story. Cater to them of, you know, Freddy. Mm. Here's Freddy. Here's Chica. Here's Bonnie. Here's a map pass. Yeah. <laughs> Here's map pass. Here's marketplace. Oh wait, sorry, marketplace. Marketplace not available. He's okay. Not, I think he was, he was filming his like own fucking film. So like fair play. Which you know what genuinely I am excited for that film yeah, yeah. because 
It's one of them. He's directing it. Isn't he starring in it too? I think so he's a cool dad. He's a cool dude. I was gonna say cool dad. He's a cool. <laughs> Does he have kids? I don't know. He's cool. He might be a cool dad. Probably <laughs> is. Yeah, like Markiplier. Like I don't really list. I don't really watch him anymore. But I do respect. He seems. Yeah, yeah, he seems yeah. like a nice guy. Yeah. Like yeah. my girlfriend so, watches him sometimes. Yeah, like he, 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 he seems like a, a cool person, and like I do respect they like he's making a movie. Yeah. That like I mean. It might be great. Do yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know about some starring in it because I've seen him act before and yeah, he's not he's not the best. <laughs> he's not he, he's 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 not someone I go to personally mm. for a make for a theatrical release though. Of course it will. Which is sad. I'm I'm honestly surprised it hasn't been picked up by like you by like Blumhouse. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be like because it will make a lot of money because it's a horror yeah. film. Yeah, it's a horror film. You have to market by it. Well, look at like the talk to me. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It, I, I, it's one of them. I imagine it's a low budget film. Mm. I imagine it's yeah. The market player fans will come up in droves. Yeah, yeah. And like also, it's funny it's that we uh, we're avoiding talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, because the more because the more I talk about it, the more angry I get. <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> so okay, let, let's, set, yeah. let's set the scene. Just, so yeah. um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take over a sec. Yeah. So basically, there is this guy Mike, Mike no last name, mm-hmm. who has a little Mike, sister. Mike. <laughs> His little brother was kidnapped, mm-hmm. and we never saw him again. Mm-hmm. And Mike won't let us forget that mm-hmm. for a fucking second. Mike, Mike likes to go into the dream world. Okay, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Look, okay, I. Oh. So yeah, so Mike every night. Um, he goes into his dream to relive the night. That should be his name, by the way, Mike Everett. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking so yeah, he relives the night his brother, the, like the day his brother got kidnapped, mm-hmm. because he's looking to find the killer. Bearing in mind this was like twenty years ago, so I don't know what fucking help it would do. But mm. also, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Look, what, fine, whatever, sure. So, he's stupid. Sick. Um, and he is raising his little sister because his mum died and his dad just left. Uh, just out of the picture, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's raising the little sister. So, then he... Uh, but then he gets fired from his job for fucking beating up someone, which is fair, base. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like, struggles to, like keep a job yeah, for yeah various different reasons and so he fucking by the way would a security guard get fi- i feel that's the point of a security guard i know not to beat up like random people but like if they <laughs> think they're suspicious i feel like that's kind of their job i guess you want them to be kind of intimidating what and him beating someone up isn't well no well, well, well i mean well i mean it says that i mean most like security guards i feel like probably don't really Beat people up. Beat people. Well, like, but but, but it's one of yeah. them. But it's like, but, but it's like the threat of that. Yeah. They want it because it's one of them. Like, because I imagine if a security guard does beat someone up, in like, is that legal? That's... I don't know because but... again, well, we're avoiding talking about. No, guns. yeah, <laughs> but like he, yeah, like he's like a pretty like the guy. He's all like fucking. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's built there's up. not like one scene in the beginning where like he sees a kid. Like yeah, do whatever, and then like the dad like grabs. The yeah, no, that's what I want. Right? Yeah, yeah, beats the fuck out of him. Yeah, because yeah, because he. I'm assuming it's meant to be like, oh, it's like his little brother getting kidnapped. Yeah, and don't you fucking forget about that little brother. <laughs> so the, so the movie has like ten different dream sequences, which are the same fucking the dream same sequence. Same thing, and we see it constantly. Time. 
and they they barely ever cut anything from it, and it's fucking depressing. Um, but yeah, so he gets a job at, fi- at the Five Nights at Freddy. Well, sorry, not the Five Freddy Fazbear's. Freddy Fazbear's yeah. fucking restaurant. Um, <laughs> by the way, there's only four nights in the film. I want a refund. Yeah, te- yeah. Yeah, I what got the fuck? Five Nights at Freddy's more like Four Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. You, you're cutting it out. <laughs> Which, granted, this film's nearly like two hours. I know, so I guess you have, to, you have to cut something out. But yeah, so, um, and then Five Nights at Freddy's, the animatronics are alive, um, and they get up to wacky hijinks. Not yeah, horror. No. Not, not in our Five Nights at Freddy's well, I guess, film. Well, I guess there's one horror sequence. Yeah. Can you call that a horror sequence? Where the yeah. So like so what so while all this is going on, Josh Mike, whatever the fuck. What's his name? Mike. Yeah. Mike, yeah, yeah Josh Hutchinson like plays him. Yeah, yeah. Um He's Mike Mike Amatrell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because fucking so Matthew Lil uh, Matthew Lilliard, that's his name. Scooby Lil- Lillard? No, Shaggy. It's Matthew, it's Matthew Lillard, I think. Is it Matthew Lillard? Okay. Matthew. That's that's how I always Matty say it. Boy. Matty Boy. Matty Boy. <laughs> Matty L. He plays this career counselor guy. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Mike mm-hmm. Flanagan. I don't know what the fuck his name Mike is. Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. And he, he's fucking like, oh, I've got a job for you. Like, he's the weirdest fucker to ever exist. I don't know what the fuck Mike's doing here. Um, he's so he's so he's clearly movie. yeah he's clearly a bad guy <laughs> which like immediately is like because he, yeah. he sat there going I, do, do you want a yeah. job? Well, that's, I think yeah, you're a bit because, of a strange individual because he right so he so he's playing William Afton yeah who's like the big bad of like Five Nights at Freddy's is he so he's is okay so the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's is don't, something I don't understand don't. <laughs> It, is he being Springtrap? Is that in the law? Yes. It is. Yes, because if I... Is he, in Five Nights at Freddy's 3, actually in the suit? I believe so, because is I do... He? Because I do... I, 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 I vaguely scary. I, I, I vaguely remember, because because they show him dying in, like, one of the 8-bit sequences. Yeah. Where he's in, like, the suit, and then you see him, like... No, but I'm, so I mean, like when, like, when it, 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 it's actually that that sequence in, in Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. Three though is he actually like when he's haunting you? And, like, I don't. I, it. There's no way it must I be don't, the ghost of him. I don't think so because if I remember right, that's not, not that's not scary. If I if, if I remember right, Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. I think I think Five Nights at Freddy's Three a lot of it isn't real. Oh, it's all it's bastard. all like hallucinations. Okay. It's so Five Nights at Freddy's Three sucks. Yeah, the actual yeah. game sucks, but the story is like cool. Okay. It's what it gets by purely right. on the story. So, so Matthew, Matthew, he's <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like so he's William Afton, who mm-hmm. is the owner of Fazbear's Pizzeria. I guess who's a nonce who mm-hmm. really enjoys dressing up in um, animatronics and as you do stealing kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is another word for a nonce. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And then he poses as this uh, career counsellor to fucking convince, um, what's his name, Mike, to be a security guard at his pizzeria. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But also doesn't want him to get too close to the truth. So why the fuck is he hiring? (laughs) (laughs) Why why is he hiring a guy whose job is exclusively to sit around... And is he walk. not just going to walk around? No, exactly. And also, does he not 
So, okay, so fucking... So, what's his name? <laughs> Steve Afton. William Afton. William Afton. What's his name? <laughs> William Afton. Okay, so Willie's Wonderland. He, <laughs> Willie's Wonderland, yeah. He fucking... So he knows these animatronics are alive because he put the kids in them. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming is just a code word for Monty behavior. Yes. So he, he put the kids in these animatronics. He knows they're alive. So he decided to hire this guy to spend every night staring at them knowing they're alive but he doesn't want that guy to know the tr- what's going on. Yeah, this plan kind of falls His apart. Plan, <laughs> plan kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, so... And then at the end, he... But then, but then, no, but, but then it must also turn out that he spends his nights <laughs> in the pizzeria, dressed up in an animatronic costume, probably wanking <laughs> in the corner. Because what the fuck else was he doing there? So, what was he doing there? He He's just there at the end. Like, it's not like fucking Freddy rings him up. See, he's this just is, there. And this, is, and this is the problem. He's just there. And he just walks out from in the shadows. This is, and this what is, was he doing? This is the problem with the film. What was he doing the there? The problem with the film is the narrative is so bare bones and so messy that it can't, like, it's one of them, like, it's... Because while all this is going on, by the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. right, fucking Mike... Has a little sister. Yeah, yeah, Abby. That, is that her name? Yeah, Abby. yeah, yeah. That like that like his aunt is like trying to basically take away from him. Yeah. Because she's she's I don't know on the spectrum of the suit. Mike, Mike, was, <laughs> Mike was pretty chill with the fact that Freddie Fazbear fucking slaughtered his auntie. <laughs> she's she. Like no scopes the auntie, and then it's like to, it's like to the to Abby is like yeah no she's sleeping. And Abby's like fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> Which okay, like to be fair, she's like a child, like she's like a child child. But like I know, but it's so funny. But and then when she gets in the fucking taxi with animatronic, and the taxi driver's like, oh, I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. <laughs> and, and it's like a fucking walking ghost animatronic, and the taxi driver's like, Yeah, no, I feel let's, like let's, just, let's just let's just back up for a <laughs> And Matt Pat's in the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So let's just let's just back up. Right, yeah, yeah. So the scene let's around, just back up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot that they don't even address when the auntie's dead. They don't even address that. But like, okay, well, how did Freddy get there? Did he take a cab? <laughs> I guess he took another cab. <laughs> what did he? What did they pay the taxi driver with? She's five. Fucking tickets to Freddy's fast. Wait, yeah. What did they pay the taxi? The Freddy just have like a wallet of cash, just like here you go, lads. Fucking just pulls out a twenty. <laughs> yeah, so so in case so in case you couldn't tell, this movie fucking broke. <laughs> yeah, th- this movie, this movie. If you think about it for more than five seconds, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. How did he get there? See, one of the things I remember. Did he, did he take the bus? One of the one of the things I remember Did in the game. One of the things I remember in the game because this is a, because this is another question I've got. So in the game and this, the established that the kids' bodies 
William after they killed a bunch of these kids and stuffed them in yeah, their electronic yeah, yeah. suits. So like, so Chica, Bonnie, Freddy, Foxy, all of them, mm. they all represent the children that dies. You wouldn't know it because all the animatronics act the same. Was there four of them? I swear there was five. Oh, was one of them in the cake? Yeah, I guess. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Wait. What's, what's that cake? Is wait, cake? tell you what, they do a lot with that cake, which if, if I remember in the game, they barely did anything with that. Yeah. The cake wasn't a character. Is, it was just a cake. So it was five kids, right? There were like five ghost children. So was the fifth one in the cake? Yeah, because, yeah, you know what? That's a good question because I remember seeing the kids because one of them's got like a hook. Yeah, yeah. One of them's got a hat. Yeah. I think the other one's got like, wait, like, wings? It was well, nice like of the kids to dress up in uh, an appropriate outfit so we knew which so fucking I could tell to because put them Because in. I wouldn't be able to tell otherwise. <laughs> because none of those kids fucking have a Fucking William Afton, when he killed those kids, looked and went, oh, well, this one's wearing a top hat. I'll fucking <laughs> shove him in the top hat one. That's convenient, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Wait, but there's also that dead one in, like, the... the I guess maybe that's... Which one? There's, like, one of them, like, in the room. Oh, in, like, the, the way... Where it's all, like, dead. Oh, the puppet. The puppet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... But there's also Balloon Boy too, which shows up a couple of times. Yeah, what the fuck was he doing? But is that... he that tiny normally? Because I swear, no, I, he's I, like, like no, he's like Balloon Boy is like a fucking prowler. He's a no, predator. He's, he, no, yeah, because Balloon Boy's the scariest one. Because yeah, once yeah. you see him in the game, you're fucked. Like yeah, that's yeah. kind of thing. Like that's it. You're dead. Like yeah, he, yeah. but he wasn't like tiny. Mm. He was like they shrunk him. They fucking they shrunk washed him. <laughs> they made him small. They fucked over Balloon Boy. You know what? That's probably the thing that made me angry most. What is How the Balloon Boy slime? Yeah, what the fuck? No, literally. Represent Balloon Boy. But even that. But again, like, it's funny where it it's to me the Balloon Boy stuff in it is kind of a, a good example of why this film immediately fails mm. because it turns it into a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balloon Boy in this is a joke. Yeah. It's, oh, Balloon Boy, I don't like Balloon Boy. Oh, okay, let's move him out of the way. Like, yeah. everything becomes a joke. The film is constantly, constantly winking at the camera. Mm. Every moment it can get, it winks at the camera because the film decides not to be scary. Yeah, yeah. Instead, it just wants to be like, hey, fans, isn't this silly? But yeah. it's like, the reason why fans got into it was because there was a cool story and a genuinely creepy atmosphere that yeah. people were drawn into yeah, yeah, yeah and i get it this film is for kids mm. which it's very weird to watch this 15 rated film yeah because it does feel like it's marketed for seven-year-olds it is weird because yeah. there's barely any blood there's in it there's like one or two okay there's it's pg-13 one... in america isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it makes sense the most gory thing in it i mean there's, there's a shot where someone's face is all fucked up Barely. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's more but, that it's just they've splattered some ketchup. Yeah, exactly. On it's really dark, so you barely make it out. Yeah, but there's one yeah. shot where someone basically gets like munched on the bite of '87, yeah. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? The, the bite of '87, like in like fucking in the in like the five in the lo- see. The thing is, I don't remember what the actual bite is because I remember when Markiplier went, "Was that the bite of '87?" I remember that, and I don't think that was the actual bite of '87. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know, but I think I, the basic is. Some kids, I think, got bit by an animatronic. Um. And I think died. I think basically, like, if I remember right, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. That shot in the movie where, like, the the person's, like, looking inside the... It's one of the girls. Yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the babysitter. The babysitter. When she's looking into Which the... Which we, we, oh, we can get to the babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> when, she, when she's looking into the mouth of, like, Freddy Fazbear and then, like, she gets munched on and basically gets, like, her legs yeah like, yeah get like separate i don't even want to know how that worked 
Yeah, how 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 did Freddie how pull tough, that off? How tough are Freddie's teeth that he could just clearly cut this how person? She, so she got pulled into the animatronic, but like halfway through, Freddie Freddie gave up and just bit her. In. What? I don't know. I'm but but that but that but I'm, we, I'm putting too much. I'm that's probably the most hard. graphic thing in the movie. Yeah. But you don't see it. It's just no, a silhouette. You see the shadow. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see the shadow, and that's it. Which is usually the telltale way of like we don't want. We're not going to show it this yeah. because we don't want it. It kind of goes hard, but like kind of. But it probably would have went harder if we could see it. Yeah. No. Exactly. But again, like this is and, and this is kind of the, the the overall dilemma of the film is Five Nights at Freddy's is one of those things where it's not really for kids, mm. but kids love it. Yeah. So you've got this tricky game of how how do you make something for kids yeah. that's not for kids? Because yeah. you want it, because you want it to be for kids. Because yeah, that, that's, Freddy, that's, that's the audience you want to go for. You yeah, want yeah. kids to see it. Because, I mean, that's probably why it's getting put on streaming day one. Oh, no, absolutely. It's so kids can see it. Too, like, you know, in case the parents are like, no, little Timmy, I'm not going to go and take you to see Five at the Freddy's. And the kid's like, fuck you, mom. And it's like... They, they but, should add, like, a mode where they put Markiplier in the corner. <laughs> Markiplier come to <laughs> But, like, yeah. That would go so hard. It's it, it's just this problem of, like, you... With this, with this movie, like, you've got this dilemma of you don't want to make it too scary. Mm. Because you want kids to see it, yeah. but at the same time, you still are trying to be creepy. Yeah. So it just ends up feeling more like Goosebumps. Yeah. But to be fair to Goosebumps, I've seen episodes of Goosebumps and Goosebumps stories that are scarier than this. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no tension here whatsoever. Well, that's the, the Goosebumps movie, which is a manga, by the way, mm. that is constantly fun and fresh. Mm-hmm. This, this is boring. Boring is... It's... And I, I think that's what lets me down the most. Mm-hmm. Of how boring it is because it's so committed to this typical horror movie plot of this guy's grieving about his brother and he's fucking obsessed. And would you look at that? The villains of this horror movie represent the grief. It's a yeah. And it's like we've seen this. The boogeyman did this, and that was the boogeyman. Every single yeah. horror movie nowadays is doing this. It's pulling on these exact same tropes. And this is just another one that just is going down the same route. And it's so disappointing because all you needed to do with the Five Nights at Freddy's movie mm-hmm. is put a man in that office yeah. and say, Hey, mate, some fucking animatronics are on your tail. Yeah. All he, all he had to do, genuinely, right? The way, the way they should have made this was... A 90-minute movie mm. where it's about a guy who gets a job at the place, right? Very, very minimal mm. in terms of setup, you know? Keep it like a tight 90 minutes. And you just have a guy who goes who goes to this place, right? And he's looking at the animatronics, you know? Maybe maybe you'll have someone on, like, the call, you yeah, know, yeah. the phone call. Which, that's what disappointed me. No phone call. <laughs> I want to hear the guy say the animatronics do get a little quirky at yeah, night. Like, yeah. I want to hear that. Now that would have made me happy. <laughs> that I would have cheered. But you like, didn't cheer at Matt Pat. I wanted to kill myself <laughs> when I saw Matt Pat. So that, that fucking subplot. That subplot. Yeah. Just just before we get into that yeah, though, yeah. like this this film is like it just goes at it all wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, there is a cool film there where you just have a guy who is in this place with these animatronics 
and slowly realises that there's something going on with them. Mm. And you can slowly build the story up with each night. Even even have it set up with like chapters. Yeah, yeah. Why why did they embrace that? Why not do like what like Nope did? Yeah. Say yeah. how like, you know, they could have like night one, night two, night embrace it. Mm. It's like it's scared to be the game. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. We so it's trying to become like an amalgamation of like what the series is. We spend instead so of, much time outside of the pizzeria. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's like it's just never interesting. It's like it's scared yeah, yeah. to embrace the Five Nights at Freddy's thing. But then it's like it's, it's not it, even yeah. five nights. No. It's four. Four and a half at best. Out. I guess that's not a very good title, is it though? <laughs> four four and a half nights at Four and a half <laughs> There is one shot and I I'm going full fucking cinema sins, which is I know terrible of okay. But it's just stuff like this where I'm like, this it just feels careless. Mm-hmm. Where he goes out, it's like the middle of the fucking day, he picks up his, his sleeping pills and then it like then he goes to his job and it's fucking I guess it's midnight. And it's shit like that where it's like it's just it just not to be feels like not to be too cinema since too, but there was there was one shot yeah. that got me especially when I was really distracted was when when Mike and the police officer are leaving. Yeah. Every time he, he left, it was always like dawn. Yeah. They left and it was like pitch black. Yeah. And it's like is is it not 6am are you just leaving the job like an hour early like yeah because I remember that shot like I was like it wasn't a big deal but I was thinking in the back of my head I was like why why is it like pitch black outside why do they need a security guard just for the night but not the day well that's the thing because the people come in and they, and they raid the place like which which for me I was a bit like okay yeah he is responsible in the sense of I guess yeah, he left yeah. the door open and stuff but I'm also like because, but when I thought they were going to go in and trash the place, I thought it was going to be like, they were going to go in yeah. while he was asleep. There's one, there's one bit it. of that sequence I really like, which is, which to me felt like what the film kind of could have leaned into more. Is it, is it the cheeker? You know, it's the, um, it's the fucking, it's the bit where it's that guy running and he's running through the corridors and shit and it's like showing you the security camera footage. Yeah. That felt the most like the game, yeah, yeah. but I don't. But it, but one thing that I didn't like about that was it was played for laughs mm. because it's like, yeah. oh, like yeah, which yeah, yeah. again, it's like that problem of it's like it 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 it's a weird video game movie in a way of it mm. feels like it's ashamed of itself. Yeah, where it, it it's won't, very reminiscent yeah. of classic video game movies. Yes, yeah, which is weird because Final Fantasy Freddy's does have a sense of humor. Yeah, Final Fantasy yeah. Freddy's is actually quite funny when it yeah. wants to be, especially sister location and stuff. They do have a sense of humor, but the sense of humor usually came from like the kind of this because because like it was like the voice yeah on like the on the phone would be quite funny especially yeah, in yeah. sister location because they would say certain lines in a very specific way where it was kind of like a there was like a carelessness that was quite funny mm. and stuff it, it wasn't in your face but it was just kind of a thing of you would like you know you chuckle or something yeah, yeah. but it was like but it never undercut the tension it never yeah. felt like the game was just you know yeah. They even lost all of its horror. This is like any moment it can be scary, it immediately cuts with a joke. Mm. It immediately has to cut to something silly or it has to wink at the camera because it's so it's so focused on fan service mm. without actually like giving fans anything other than just that same iconography over ma, and over ma, again. Ma, ma, oh, and Mapass. Ma, ma, it's like, oh, you know Freddy, here's Freddy. Yeah. And it's like 
But then when it's not doing that, you've just got this completely empty narrative, which has so many subplots that go nowhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, Mike has a little sister that the aunt is, like, trying to, you know, yeah. take away. But then that just gets dropped as so soon she, as the film feels it's like weird it. because... So the aunt... I spent so much time with it, So though. Mike agrees with the aunt to let the aunt have her, I guess. I guess. But then the aunt gets fucking slaughtered by Freddy, and then Mike just is, like, chill. <laughs> I guess. So I, I guess I get her back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, again, it's That's like... a big dog. <laughs> again, it's like, it's amateur. Yeah. It's how it, it is... It's genuinely, like, amateur, right? Yeah. And she, like, I can't believe... They, they didn't, like, go, this is, we need to go in and, like, heavily reshoot this because yeah. it's, it's amateur. Like, it, it literally, the film feels careless because mm. they're so, they're like, listen, the fans are going to eat this up. Yeah, It's yeah. like they're just looking at fans as idiots, genuinely. Yeah, there, is, yeah. there is something, honestly, just kind of, just, on yeah, there's something kind of insulting about it mm. because, because at its core, it does, the whole movie feels like an insult yeah. where it's like, oh, the fans will just eat this up, so fuck it, we don't, we don't need to put our fit in. We can make this with the bare minimum. Mm. With this bare minimum story that doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, the, the, it just it genuinely feels like an insult the more I think about it. And yeah. it makes me angry because I'm like, I know there's something there with Final Fantasy Freddy's as a concept. You can make a cool movie out of it. Yeah. But instead of making an idea that like finds, you know, something cool in that like simplicity, it opts to basically be this kind of amalgamation of all of these different products. It's it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Uncharted movie. Yeah, no, where I get that. that tried to tie all of all parts of the franchise in, but didn't tie them together in any meaningful way. So it just mm. was kind of boring. Yeah, dude, I just kept seeing things I recognized, but I wasn't like, "Oh, cool." I was just kind of like, "How oh, does the plane sequence in the third game?" Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm not, I'm not excited. I'm not, and it just kind of had that problem. Was I, no, I could, I, 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 I could recognize that. the iconography. I could see it, mm. but I don't. Care yeah. because I haven't been given a reason to care because I've got flat characters and the animatronics they don't really have a personality. No, they're all the same, which yeah. is a shame because in the game they've done a really good job at making yeah. them all incredibly distinct. Foxy probably gets the most to do, which is weird. Yeah, did you nothing with Freddy? No, which is very strange. How he gets to that house? Other than I'm taking a bus, <laughs> like. <laughs> He takes a bus, fucking Bonnie like falls over. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> that was funny. That was good. I don't know why, but I don't know why. I like that. But again, it it's that problem of I understood what they were trying to do there, but again, it has that problem of I'm not scared of them anymore. See, that's the thing. So it goes from, ooh, yeah. look at this cute moment to then, okay, now okay, now we need to be scared of them again. And the only thing they really do to make you scared of them is their eyes go red. They all, they all look like they've just taken a massive, like, spliff. Like, all of them are, like, so high. Like, they're yeah, all no, faded. I, I think this is the problem, and I think yeah. it's kind of akin to some of the shit like Morbius. Yeah. And the way that there's such a... Because these are the, are the mascots mm-hmm. of the film, mm-hmm. in terms of these are the faces of the film. Yes. They don't want... I'm assuming studios don't want mm-hmm. them to be over, overtly villainous. Which, yeah... Which is a problem because the thing is, right? It's kind of like mm. how Megan was a joke. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Which, which, but what? But one thing about Megan, one thing I'll give Megan is Megan embraced yeah. the campiness yeah, of its premise. Yeah. So yeah, it's not perfect, but Megan's really fun. Yeah. Because it knows it's not stupid absolutely. and it plays with the concept. But with this, what it does, because they spend so much time mm. humanizing yeah. these 
evil animatronics. Yeah. By the end. You know what I mean? If, if they're going to make a sequel, they'd be the good guys. No, yeah. They're, try- <laughs> they're, they're yeah. not scary. They're trying to have the cake and eat it too. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to do both. The, the, the- ah, there's a cake in the film. Ah. I, 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 see, I see what you're up to. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, because, because, because with Megan... Megan, like, that character was never necessarily, like, a threat yeah. in the traditional sense. It was a threat to the characters, but for us it wasn't. Yeah. But the difference there was the film embraced the campiness of yeah. its story. It knew it was stupid, yeah, so it yeah. rolled with it. Whereas with this, That's, they're still trying yeah. to be serious well, at with, times. With which... Megan, what they did was they made her stupid. Like, the, the moments that are mm-hmm. stupid in Megan, uh, like her dancing and shit, mm-hmm. she never stops being a villain. No. She just becomes... It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like a... She's always a villain. Yeah. They never try and go, you see, Megan's got a heart to go. She just kind of becomes more likeable. Yeah. To the the viewer. With with this, it's the moments like Bonnie falling over or Freddy hugging her. Where it's like, aw, they're nice, actually. Well, yeah. All all of our crowd watching it were like, aw. Yeah. And it's like, but... Now, granted, I know in the games, like, they do kind of make them into a mm. bit more, you know... They do lean them towards, like, they're not bad people necessarily. But the thing is, with with the games, the time they take yeah. to do that, it becomes more tragic than cute. Yeah, of yeah, These children are trapped in these bodies. Yeah. And there's something kind of sad about it because they're killing people, but they're only doing it because out of fear and out of, like, and it's out of their control and there's something sad about that in the games and it's yeah. a really really it totally it only changes the game mm. in a really cool way whereas with with the movie they've tried to have them be both scary and cute mm. you can't have them yeah, be no, scary exactly. and cute you've got to pick one or the other yeah, yeah because yeah. you can't have a scene where freddy splits a fucking person in half but then have him giving high fives to a little girl and be like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Also. But then still want to have him be scary again. Also, one thing I've just realised. They didn't play the um, the jingle. Oh, yeah. They never played that once. It never goes or whatever. It's all over the trailers. Yeah. They, you don't hear the horror, 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 horror. Like, you, know, you don't hear that once. Yeah. I was fully expect. That's weird. But they play the living tombstone. Also, Matt Pat's in the movie. Did we mention that yet? Oh, yeah, Matt Pat's in the movie. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, and he actually says, that's just a theory, which made me want to kill myself. <laughs> I think I don't know what made me want to kill myself more. The fact Matt Pat's in the movie mm. and says, that's just a theory, or the fact our entire audience knew who Matt Pat was. Yeah, you see, this is this is, this is is kind of the thing, and this is the unfortunate... Look, we we clearly hate the movie. Yeah. But who gives a fuck what we think? Yeah, exactly. Because it's one of them. The crowd. We we were clearly in the minority because the crowd fucking ate it up. They clapped. This is this is good. <laughs> what? They actually clapped. <laughs> oh no! Oh, movies are dying. Well, um, what's what's the point? Why are we doing this? No, yeah, exactly. You see, maybe, see, maybe movie critics are irrelevant. <laughs> exactly. We've been talking about this for forty-five minutes nearly, our, and it's like our audience clapped. Our audience clapped. Look, enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. No, obviously. See, look, look. The thing is, people. This is this is going to be a movie that gets like a twenty percent, probably yeah. probably even lower, quite frankly, on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's going to get a ninety-five. On yeah, Mario. yeah. Because the thing is, people are going to go into this purely because they just want to see the animatronics yeah. on screen, and if that's what you're going in for, then yeah, you'll probably mm. enjoy it. They're not in it that much, but when they are in it. 
Because that's right. I will say that is probably the one positive I'll give it. They are cool. No, yeah, it's they really, really I'm really, yeah, they look amazing. They look mm. straight out of the games, and I, I, I'm I, not sure how great they look in movement. The, the there's one, some bits of them moving where I'm not convinced. I don't see. I don't uh, mind that they look a bit stiff. Because mm. I actually think that adds to it. It's not really the stiffness. It's, I think, yeah, I think it's when they're meant to look scary they can sometimes look goofy well that's well that's the thing i one thing i will say i hate i hate the fact that eyes change yeah i feel that's too much yeah you don't you don't need them to have red eyes to indicate that they're evil just have them because to me yeah again it's too much yeah it's like because because in the game they don't do that Mm. in the game they're just the same it makes it scarier because in the games what they're technically not doing anything wrong yeah. When they're when they're attacking people, they're just seeing people and putting them in the suits. Yeah. Because they think, oh, like they're just going by what they believe they're meant to do. Yeah. But so they're not outwardly evil. Whereas when you see them in this and their eyes dark glow with red and like like the two like it's again, it's like you you you're trying too hard yeah. to make them scary. Yeah. Because yeah. again, it's like again, you're making this like the audience are idiots. Yeah. And then going, oh, well, they're not good enough, so we need to make their eyes red. And it's like, why, though? Yeah, like, no, I completely... You don't need to do that. Like, yeah. you, you can... These characters are creepy on their own, but you mm. could do... See, it's funny, because there's, there's, there's two things I've been watching recently, which I was thinking about a lot as I was watching this. Yeah, yeah. One was Resident Evil, yeah. the movies. Yeah, I've been yeah. watching those, and it's funny, because they're not that accurate to the games. No, really. not the slightest. Apocalypse is probably the closest. And funny enough, I hated that. Really? I hate, I hate... See, I quite like Apocalypse. I, 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 Apocalypse I, think, I think Apocalypse is stupid. The thing is, Apocalypse... This is... <laughs> you'll see... You'll see the point in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse to me is like the genetic... Like, it makes me nostalgic for generic fucking yes. mid-2000 action In films. a way, yeah, yeah. But I think like... Yeah, I think for me, what I liked about the later entries yeah. and, and the first Resident Evil is they are bad, cheesy movies. Yeah. But they capture the spirit. Hey, Retribution of... kicks ass. Retribution fucking rules. Retribution fucking rules. That was great. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah. Even Afterlife too. But anyway. <laughs> the final chapter kicks They ass. capture. I haven't seen that yet. That's good. But they capture the spirit of Resident Evil yeah. quite well yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're stupid and cheesy yeah, which is yeah. what Resident Evil's always been yeah, so yeah they're not the most accurate to the games but I think they capture the spirit really well mm. but recently I've also been on a huge analog horror kick yeah. I've been like watching a lot of that and there's two things I've watched one is Five Nights at Freddy's releases it's like a fan creation of these like VHS tapes mm. in the universe where it's a lot of the anim- like it's a lot of the analog horror tropes but they kind of basically they tell the story of Five Nights at Freddy's in a different way okay. through through that medium yeah. and they're genuinely really chilling mm. and really creepy but there's another thing I've been watching this analog horror series called The Walton Files Okay. and it's heavily inspired by Five Nights at Freddy's it's about animatronics just like Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. but it is fucking terrifying because the story it tells is incredibly dark but it's also very engaging. It's a very, very, it's very similar in spirit to the early days of Arnold Ferries, mm. where it's a creepy story with lots of very interesting lore and characters and these ideas that are interesting yeah. and you engage with it. The Walton Files doesn't stop and then say, "Whoa, isn't this silly?" Like because, and I think because because again with the Walton Files, it does a lot with so little. Mm. It's not perfect. Some of the voice acting, shite in it. 
and so are the some of the animation in it looks because it's a lot of 2D like drawings and stuff yeah, is how yeah. it's like designed some of it doesn't look great mm. but the, the atmosphere it creates the tension yeah. it is terrifying yeah I get what, that one of the episodes is an hour long mm. and it never stops being terrifying it's yeah. just constantly up in the ante it is apt. The Walton Files is absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. If people want like a like a Five Nights at Freddy's thing that's scary, watch that. Yeah. Like it is fucking phenomenal. And yet the Five Nights, the, the FNAF like VHS tapes too are incredible. And I was thinking about all of these things while watching the film mm. because while watching this movie, I just kept thinking about how fucking fans, fans were making Five Nights at Freddy's content that was far more engaging than whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. Because yeah. I, cause it's one of them. I do respect Scott Cawthon for being so open for fan collaboration and being so open for fans to make stuff in that universe. I think it's sick. Mm. I really respect him for doing that. But <laughs> at the same time, right, it's just funny that he's made this film, which he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Yeah. He's one of the writers on it. And it's bullshit. Yeah. It's just absolute shit. It's just, it's such a disappointment. And it wasn't even that, my expectations weren't even that high anyway, but yeah. somehow I've come out of it more disappointed. Yeah. Maybe just because of how fucking incompetent it is as a film. Yeah, no, I'm... Strong, worst film of the year contender. Which is sad. It's definitely, it, it might be my worst film, because while I would say something like Hypnotic, the wrong, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. film with Ben Affleck, it's probably a worse film, but Fantasy Freddy's made me angry. Yeah. Where the hypnotic house just like, yeah, that sucked. How did he get to that house? <laughs> Scott Cawford needs to answer our questions. That's going to me for years. He needs to answer our question. Did he walk? <laughs> did no one bother to notice that there was a scary looking animal walking around? That's a long way as well. How the fuck did he Well, he, well, well Mike has to drive. Yeah, and has to take the taxi back. Fucking <laughs> hell. How did he get there? Um, but anyway, we also uh, saw another film. Mm hmm. Um, which was better. Slightly better. Slightly better. Mm. Uh, you may have heard of this Martin Scorsese guy. Scorsese is, I think, how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't like Marvel movies very much. No. And um, pe- no. people are mad. People hate him. People they hate his guts. How, how dare he? How dare he yeah. go against the billion dollar franchise? Exactly. I am a victim. <laughs> I am a victim. In on, on on behalf of the billion dollar franchise, get into South capitalism, people. And <laughs> um, but yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, fantastic. Yeah, Mark, Martin Scorsese does it again. He makes a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, that is one of the most beautifully paced films of the year. Mm. It is a film that feels long. Yeah. But it's constantly engrossing. Never, never for a moment stops being engaging. Yeah. It's, all of the performances are fantastic. Mm. Lily Gladstone, I think, gives one of the absolute best performances. Jesus Christ, she's incredible in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's interesting because there's been a lot of of discourse about her role in the film, Mm. in the sense of, she's in it a lot in the first half, but then in the second half she isn't. Yeah. But one of the things that I feel like with this is, yeah, she's not in it as much in the second half, but she dominates that second half. Oh, no, absolutely. Because she's always there. She's always in your mind. She's all, Yeah, you're always thinking about yeah, her. Yeah, and, yeah. But as well, like, she's such a dominant force. Like, I mean, one of the things that I was struck with in the film was her, her performance, like the smile she's got in every scene. Yeah. Where she knows, she knows everyone. 
Mm. She knows every moment. She knows what these people are here for. Yeah. She knows they're there for money. She knows it from the start. She knows deep down exactly what's going on. Yeah. And it's like, even even in her very last scene, she knows what's going on. Yeah. She doesn't, she, she, she doesn't have to have it be told her. She's got this... There's a lot of independence with her. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Where she's not just a traditional housewife. Mm. She may take on that role when she's with Leo DiCaprio, who looks insane and this yeah, <laughs> like yeah. with his teeth and his fucking he looks insane but I love it um, but like he, she takes on that role but she's arguably the most dominating force of the film she, she has so she has such power in every single scene she's yeah, yeah. fucking phenomenal in it yeah. and Robert De Niro is also fantastic and just every performance I think it's incredible it's, it's an incredible there's film. not a bad performance in um, the film I think it's fascinating how Scorsese has made this film, which is which is obviously a true crime film, mm-hmm. um, but he's made it in a way that's not just a true crime, a true crime film, but it's also he's kind co- of... it's constantly tackling the idea of true crime yeah. as a form of entertainment, which well, I think yeah. is, is fascinating, especially when we live in a world where, yeah, I mean, look at the whole Dharma series yeah. last year look at all the Netflix documentaries the, the, the Netflix true crime documentaries that yeah. chain out how we're constantly turning these yeah. these murders these horrific events these horrific people it's entertainment we, yeah we turn yeah. it we glamorise it yeah. we romanticise yeah. it we TikTok clipify mm-hmm. it I mean you were getting Jeffrey Dahmer edits last year like yeah. that's horrific no yeah and it's, but it's one of them the reality is is a lot of these true crime stories yeah they just end Exactly. There's no, there's no investigation. Yeah. There's no this. These these stories are told, and then everyone talks about it for a week, mm. and then we forget about it. And what we happens, never, we never talk about what it. What happens with this glamorization and romantic uh, and romanticification? I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. And what Scorsese highlights so perfectly in the last line of the film is how often we brush away the darker details mm-hmm. in a way to make these stories more sanitized and. Yeah. In digestible which which in a way to me is kind of there's kind of a double meaning with the sheer length of the film yeah, yeah. where a lot of people have said oh it's a three and a half hour film and yeah. all that but to me I'm like this film doesn't waste a second Scorsese needs Scorsese spends every he utilises every mm. single minute I was I was thinking about this after I watched the film and I was like what could you cut out of this no, film nothing. that would not take away something mm. yes some scenes some scenes may reinforce the same thing that has been established early on or something, but Scorsese utilizes every single minute no, exactly. because he's yeah. making sure that we take time in this world, in it's, this it's culture. It's a three and a half this... hour long story. Yeah, I think is the thing yeah. that pe- has gone over people's heads. Yeah, this isn't a two hour film stretched out. No, it it's is a, a three it is a, a film that needs. It is a film that requires that length. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's you know, it is exactly what it is it's yeah. what it should be yeah. it is and I mean I mean yeah I mean that ending is one of the absolute best endings I've ever seen to a film oh no, absolutely it was because you know what it is so so fucking ballsy mm. because it's one of them for a split second I was like what is this I was yeah. like okay like it was strange yeah, because yeah, the yeah. way it cuts to it but when I saw Scorsese himself yeah. Show up. That's what I was like. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like yeah. I, I fully understood it then. I was like, 
Or like I was I, I was figuring it out before then, but that was just yeah. That I like that, that like sealed the deal. It adds such so a brilliant many yeah, layers of depth to, to such, everything. Such a brilliant way to completely subvert the traditional ending of Wall of Text. Yeah, yeah. This person went on to live to sixty five and yeah. was here. This person like, here. oh wow, that's so interesting. Exactly. It totally flipped on its mm. head. And yeah. I that that's what's so brilliant about it to me. Ob- yeah. Obviously, um everything to do with um how it represents the Osage people mm-hmm. is stuff that I can't even begin to comprehend fully. No. Because I am white, I am from a white family. I've seen, yeah, like I've seen, I've seen a lot of different kind of takes on yeah, it yeah. and stuff. Which again, it's like it's one of them. I I can't really add anything mm. with that. But like, I think it's been really cool to see a lot of diverse takes on it. Yeah, some yeah. some that are positive. Yeah, some that are negative. Yeah, and some that are split in the middle. Yeah, yeah. and I think all of those perspectives have been incredibly valid mm. and that's the thing it's like yeah there's going to be a lot of people who are Osage and watch the film and don't like it yeah, and that's yeah. completely fine like that's that, that's their opinion like and it's it's certainly not uneducated you know what I mean it's, it's, it's one of them like so I can't start with that but I think it's been really cool that the film has began that conversation yeah, with yeah. a lot of people where it's like this film which has taken on, like, you know, I mean, it's it's been really cool to see, like... I do how... think it'll lead to more Osage filmmakers I hope so. and Indigenous filmmakers... I hope so. ...getting more opportunities mm-hmm. in the future. I do think it will I hope so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean and, that, and that's kind of the thing I've... that That's been the sentiments I've seen yeah. from a lot of Osage, like, you know, like, filmmakers and just people in general where they've said, like, yeah, this is, this is you know, this is a stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a white director. Yes, there's a lot of white actors. Yes, it's a very white perspective. But also, it's a white perspective that also takes care to acknowledge yeah. the Osage See, side and embrace it instead of packing it away mm. and focusing. Because a lot of the focus is on Leah. So this, okay, is. so so the so the majority of the discourse I'm, I've seen mm. about is whether or not it should have taken place from Molly's perspective mm-hmm. or Ernest's perspective. Yeah. And my take on that, uh, which you can fully dismiss because of my ethnicity, that's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But my take would be that. Um, I think if this was Molly's perspective, mm-hmm. you would be injecting things like suspense, plot twists, thrills mm-hmm. into a story that I think works perfectly when it's completely absent of those things. Yeah. Because I think what Scorsese yeah. does Scorsese does so well is tell this story in the most harrowing, bleak way possible, mm-hmm. where it's completely absent of what of any form of entertainment value yeah because i i love the way he punish in some ways punishes the viewer mm-hmm. by having people come in expecting to see this horrific crime this horrific genocide fucking glamorized well, that's, yeah and turned into entertainment well, that's, well, that's thing. people walking the, yeah. in with fucking popcorn yeah. to a film about genocide yeah and Scorsese, Scorsese goes, no, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. This, this is actual shit that happened mm-hmm. to people. You were going to sit here. You were going to endure it. You were going to think about your fucking role. If, you know, if, if a white person's watching, you were going to think yeah. about your fucking role in any kind of racism moving forward. You were going to think about how you could possibly be complicit to anything going on around you. You were going to, you know I mean? You were going to see this. You were going to understand these people mm-hmm. who have been fucking horrifically mistreated 
you are not going to get suspense. You are not going to get thrills. You're going to know everything that's coming before it happens. You're not going to get to experience any kind of entertainment because why the fuck yeah. should you? You don't deserve the right. Well, that's well, that's the thing in the film. There's a lot of the murders in this mm. in the film are incredibly. It's just a shot. It's the, the grim. The majority like, of yeah. time, it's a still shot from, yeah. from a a bit away. Yeah. Where all you get is gunshot up. Gunshot and then you yeah. just fall. And it's totally... Exactly. It's completely unattractive. There's no... Yeah. There's no... It's a, to it's a three and a it's, half hour yeah. confrontation yeah. with the audience. Yeah. And I think it's fucking phenomenal. No, it's fantastic. It's my yeah. film of the year. Yeah. And I'll be shocked if anything beats For it. me, yeah. I mean, for me, it's... The, I mean, it's second place on my on my list next to Oppenheimer. Mm. But for me personally... I love them equally. Yeah, I think no, I it's, it's, it's kind of one of them where it's like that. the only reason why it's like that is just because they've got to be ranked. You yeah, know what I mean? Where yeah, it's like, yeah. but for me, they're they're completely like interchangeable. Absolutely. For me, yeah, like yeah, they're, they're both like because they're both just fantastic. They're both dominating pieces of work. Mm. Where like Oppenheimer is more of a character study, whereas I feel like this is less of a character study but more of a kind of society study that yeah. sounds silly but yeah like, no, I, okay. but it's, it's that thing Jared of like <laughs> we live in a society yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you know I mean again I don't want to get too like deep into this but like I mean even the time of the film oh no, with, absolutely with what's going on right yeah, now yeah. Like, the and the way that people are turning it into mm-hmm. um, whose side are you exactly. on exactly and people Instagram become, polls yeah. TikToks yeah. People, oh this people, person yeah. posted this on Instagram which means we need to put them in this Twitter thread yeah. and it's turning this it's, actual it's, it's conflict becoming teams. Into, it's, yeah. into entertainment for yeah. people yeah. and th- this to me is what the film is about it's yeah. about this constant or at least what I took from it mm-hmm. was this constant human desire to turn horrific things that have happened that we should be studying we should be looking at we should be taking things away from mm-hmm. and instead going no, I want to sit and enjoy this. Yeah. I want to find a way to make this enjoyable for me because I don't want to confront actual fucking problems. I don't want to watch a film that makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, exactly. And that's the, yeah, which, it, I mean, because it, it's it's an incredibly haunting film. Mm. I mean, like, there's, it's, it's very interesting because for me, like, the most haunting thing, in my opinion, that he's done, though I'd say this is very much on the same level, is the last half an hour of The Irishman. Yeah. Just the way both are incredibly like harrowing and just grim, and it's like, and to me like it it it's funny watching like the Irishman and watching this because 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 a lot of killers at Apollo Moon feels like that last hour yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Irishman stretched out into like a three and a half yeah. hour feature where it's just relentless and how bleak it is. Yeah. But at the same time, it has to be. It's it's this this well, is exactly. real. This is reality. Like the the. the, the the reality is did you see that fucking podcast clip where it's like the two fucking nerds and they're like we need more laughs we need more action my favourite movie is The Greatest Showman that fucking, <laughs> no that killed me off beautiful punchline that killed me beautiful off. punchline um, and, it, and it's like what the f- you want laughs mm-hmm. you want to have fun yeah. in a story that is dark and that's the, and yeah. that's exactly yeah. that human desire is exactly yeah. what Scorsese's on about. There's nothing. See, look, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be entertained. No, absolutely. That's not that's not the problem. The, the, the problem it's is, the, it's the, is where yeah. people are drawing their entertainment yeah. from, and where yeah. people are. Do- the fact that there are the people sit there and go, "Oh, I love true crime podcasts. I find them so entertaining." Mm-hmm. You're enjoying hearing about horrific yeah. real life crimes. Yeah, you know what I mean, and. 
I'm not saying the problems with individual people because it's not because the problem is with the fact that we as a society have normalised that. The thing is as well is and and, and and to be fair to a lot of these true crime mm. documentaries, a lot of them are legitimately fantastic, oh, and, no, it's, and, and it's not necessarily that like these things should be condemned. No, because I don't, I don't any, think that's yeah. what Scorsese is saying. I no, think, no, I think Scorsese is instead saying it's all like overindulgence yeah, in them, yeah. and, and it's the constant because we are tinnies into entertainment. True, true crime documentaries have existed oh, for no, as long as cinemas existed always. But should they have a different purpose to the one that we, mm. as or at least as casual audiences, yeah. normies, as they are giving yeah. to them, should they have a different purpose? Are we right to give them the purpose of to mm. entertain us? To it, yeah. Or are we, or what should we t- be taking away actual fucking lessons from this and realizing that crimes are more complicated mm-hmm. than a Marvel movie? Yeah. It, it, you know, you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, because it's kind of got like a similar feel, a little bit. Um, the film, though, like not quite as deep, but it's like Zodiac. Yeah, the David yeah. Fincher film, especially with the death scenes. Yeah, in terms of how cold they are. Yeah, and it's like again, it's you're ripping away the glamour mm. of true crime because true crime's always had that. Yeah, like yeah. especially like podcasts and stuff where I've always found I've always felt the wrong way about true crime documentaries having like sponsors on them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a bit like, you're making money from people's like. Like harrowing like experiences. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I don't think a lot of these people like you know are doing it out of malicious intent with like fuck you and all yeah, that. No. But like, you are making money well, from this it. This is what I'm saying. I think that deep down we've normalized yeah. the idea that this can be okay, mm-hmm. and I think that's the problem. Yeah, I think that I think that's what Scorsese is getting at with the ending mm-hmm. and the whole the the tone of the whole film mm-hmm. is that we've. We've, we, t- we, t- we take these horrific crimes and we go, all right, how can we view this in a better light? I think as well... Which, like, yeah. What, why? Why are we thinking that? I think as well, there's also like that thing of when people do think like that, yeah. when they try to look at it as entertainment, they don't want... They like to sort of... It, like it, 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 It's a strange thing where people don't want to admit that they're watching these for entertainment, yeah. which to me kind of extends to, to, to Leonardo DiCaprio's character in yeah, the film, yeah, yeah. where he never wants to admit... What, what he's doing yeah like you know like the final scene in the film or one of the final scenes in the film where you know like Lil Gard sort of sits down and asks him about the insulin that she was taking mm. about whether or not there was morphine in it incredible which scene. is what which by the way right and this, and this is something that you know it is it is fun to joke about Leonardo DiCaprio yeah you know yeah. like oh like he only dates people under the age of 25 because it's true hilarious right look I like to joke about him yeah yeah but he is a phenomenal fucking actor. Oh, yeah. And it's a shame that with a lot of these jokes, people forget that. that yeah. yeah, all right. He is a little bit of, you know, like, with that stuff. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But you know what? He is a fucking phenomenal actor. And that scene at the very end where he has to confront, like, Lily Gladstone about, like, the, the you know, about the insulin mm. is one of the absolute best pieces of acting I've seen. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the way he can't bring himself to say it well, but, his, yeah. his character is fucking pathetic in the entire film because he keeps running away from him yeah. he keeps running away from his problems he's not he's too he's too much of a fucking baby mm. to stand up for his wife where it's like yeah maybe maybe he did have genuine feelings for his wife Yeah, maybe yeah. he did but I really love how the film subverts your expectations of you think he's gonna change you think he's gonna you know suddenly be like no I'm on his side because did you do kind of doesn't that, that? think that's what Scorsese does really mm. well is and it rips it apart yeah. from you as soon as when like when like mm. Jesse Plemons like comes in yeah, yeah. Something, it's like 
you meet, like, you know, you think, oh, like, are they going to, like, team up? It's that thing of, oh, it's a true crime See, story. The it's they're going to, and a he fucking, that point, you see a slimy way that he most likely got from his uncle, and mm. it's like, he is a fucking scumbag in the film. That's what, the, I think, the first yeah. hour does really well, yeah. is it presents this character as an enigma, mm-hmm. as you someone... Don't, you don't, you don't, you don't yeah. know how stupid he is yeah. and so how much he actually is aware of what's going on because you can tell immediately the, the um, Ernest is, what's mm-hmm. his, sorry what's Robert De Niro's character's name um, Hale I don't remember the first I, I think name. it's Ernest is it then what's Leonardo DiCaprio's name is that not Ernest am I going to no say? it's uh, I'll hold up okay but um, no and I think I think Robert De Niro's character obviously you know is a scumbag off the bat Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you know the first hour you can you, you know I mean you're thinking oh how much does this guy know William William, William did is that yeah. yeah 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 Ernest is Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, yeah. and then okay and I'm Molly so then yeah you don't know how much Ernest knows you don't know how complicit he is or how much he's mm-hmm. just stupid which opens up audience members to relate mm-hmm. which I think Scorsese handles beautifully mm-hmm. because in that second and third hour he makes he makes anyone mm-hmm. who has even begun to relate to Ernest and go, oh, I can I can see myself in this slightly, mm-hmm. go, you're a piece of shit. There's also, there's also as well, there's that idea of, of, of relatability too in like a lot of the opening scenes with like the party scenes and stuff. Yeah, where like yeah. he's got this kind of nuclear family almost. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, some people probably think like, you want that deep yeah. down? We're like, oh, like, you know, you know, you know, you got a wife, you got children, you got, you know, this happy family. But it's like, but deep down, this is like an insidious thing where every single Osage person in that party, their days are numbered. Yeah, yeah. Because one day, whether it's their husband or it's someone acting out, they're going to shoot them in the back of the head. Yeah. And they're going to take the money from them. And it's yeah. this, it's an incredibly, it almost like makes you feel sick when you're watching it. And it's such like an insidious thing where it's like, it's kind of the idea of like these, these white people have basically invaded yeah. this, this space, this, you know, where like, the, the, the space of like for the Osage and have gotten in invaded it essentially and then ripped apart mm. entire families mm. and it's incredibly harrowing I think it's one of and the Scorsese most Scorsese yeah. never lets you forget that I think it's one of the most uncomfortable yet necessary films mm-hmm. I've ever seen yeah. in terms of I think people should watch it mm-hmm. um, I think especially any white person should watch it mm-hmm. if not just to try and get you know what I mean? To, I mean, uh, it's also it's also just a good film. Obviously, you know what I mean. Above anything yeah. else, above anything else, it's just a fantastic piece of filmmaking um, that is absolutely worth watching. But I think it's so necessary yeah. for the current year. Oh no, yeah, it's the current it, it's, time period. Yeah. Um, it really the couldn't current have mental state of society. Yeah, it really couldn't have came out at a more relevant time. Yeah, when you look yeah. At just yeah. I mean, like with you know with the current like conflict with Israel and Palestine. Like when you look at that, like mm. and the way, especially now when people so openly sit there and justify horror as like these events when at the end of the day all I have is is people die yeah yeah and it but it becomes entertainment it becomes what side are you on yeah and it's just and it's that we're constantly in that same fucking trap Mm. whether it's with Ukraine whether it's with Israel or Palestine whether it's with fucking yeah like we're always picking sides especially with social media everything becomes a you're on this side or you're on this side and it's like we should be picking sides based on Team Edward or Team Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? And Team Edward. Team Edward all the way, by the way. Yeah. But... Fuck anyone who's Team Jacob. That's a red why flag. Would you, why would you be Team Jacob? That is actually like, 
Why would you be Fa- doing that? First off, Team Edward, Edward's Robert Patterson. Yeah. Why would I want to be with Taylor Lautner? What? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking unemployed ass. Scorsese should make a film about that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fire. But no, genuinely, um, this is an absolutely fucking incredible mm. work of cinema. It's it's um, fucking brilliant. Please I, go see it. Yes. It's, uh, it's doing quite well. The thing is, it's very expensive. It's probably not going to make its budget back. But, but that wasn't the point. Well, yeah. It's The thing is, it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Apple gets to make it be like, look, we're a prestige brand for, like, for film. Yeah, yeah. The film, admittedly, isn't doing terribly. Mm. It's doing all right. For, for the, oh, no, no. Isn't for it the like type one of, of best performance? I think it was the third highest opening yeah, or something. Yeah. Which, I mean, and you know what? It's like, I I assume it's going to be on Apple TV by the end of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, probably by like December it'll probably be on. Yeah. Like, but, um, but I mean, as well, honestly, like, I do commend Apple and Paramount. I mean, more, more so Apple, because this is more like important to them. But like, I do respect Apple for releasing this and Napoleon. Mm. On such a wide Apple scale. TV are fucking on it. No, like yeah, a, like 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 honestly, right? To me, this is the future of yeah. streaming releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You release them in cinemas where you give them a premium release mm. and then you put them on a streaming service. Oh no, absolutely. That, that, like, that should be how it's done. That that's how it should be. For the for these major films like this, this is how it should be. Yeah. We these are massive events. Yeah. I mean fucking the killers of the farm, like it it feels like an event. No, it is. It's like that it's, rare. It's, it, it's the it's the rare epic that you get. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like. I mean, I mean, this. I mean, I'd be Oppenheimer's one too. It's crazy this year we've gotten to two like yet, which and both of them are fucking fantastic. Yeah. But it's just it it is it's one. And twenty twenty three has been a bit of a weird year. I don't think it's been as. I think it's had some great highs. Great highs and a, like the a summer, lot of mid. like the summer was mid, season yeah. was. I'd, I'd argue lower than mid. Oh no, it was dreadful. Yeah, and it's like, so I wouldn't necessarily say this is like the best year ever. Mm. It's just one with a lot of highs. Yeah. And I think this has been the biggest one. The fact that like, I mean, even Barbie to some extent, the fact that Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Kills of the Final Moon have all been finding success in their own ways. It does give off like a bright future for cinema. Really? Where, at least to me it does. Well, in the landscape of cinema, mm. I think... In the sense of... It would be more yeah. exciting if Killers of the Flower Moon was made by, like, a Damien Chazelle type. Mm-hmm. True, yes, that is true, but I think more in if the anything, sense of... If anything, to me, the fact mm. that this and Napoleon are, like, the two big hitters, probably, yeah. at the end of the year, terrifies me. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that is a good point. But I do think, I mean, like, I mean, to be fair to Christopher Nolan, he's probably still... Yeah, got, Christopher Nolan. He's I'm... still, he's, he's, like, in his 50s, I think. And yeah. obviously, and obviously, that's a gay wig too. Like I do, oh, no. I do there's think lo- there's lots of promise. Mm, there's a lot of promise, and I do think as well. Like you know, if we do have any other breakouts, which I mean, another thing as well, why I think this year's been a little bit more optimistic. It's a lot of like there's been a lot of success in like smaller movies mm. where we're not, we're not not everything has to be a three hundred million dollar success. Yeah, yeah. John Wick Chapter Four. Yeah, I know it's John Wick, and I know it's an IP, but again, it's like it's for all intents purposes, it's an original IP. Yeah. It's yeah, a completely yeah. original production mm. that isn't based on, you know, I mean, yeah, Barbie's based on, you know, an IP, but Barbie's also a very original, it's a very original way of exploring that IP. Yeah. Oppenheimer is a three hour, like, IMAX event, mm. which is fucking fantastic. There yeah. is, I, th- I think there is a lot to be optimistic about. Yeah. But I do think this has to continue. Yeah, no, It's obviously. one of them. I just, next year and stuff. Next year's going to be brawl. 
When your big summer blockbusters craving the hunter, you know it's going to be a brutal. Well, summer. yeah, I mean, fuck knows. Well, yeah, the strike. Yeah. The strike's on. Fuck knows, and that's going to get resolved. Yeah. We stand with SAG. Of course we do. Um, have a lovely uh, evening. Have a lovely time. Don't watch Five Nights at Freddy's, whatever you do. But go see Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Um, or if you do see Five Nights at Freddy's, watch Killers of the Flower Moon afterwards so you remember yeah. what a film is like. <laughs> it's like a sanitizing problem, like process. <laughs> What's the fucking Freddy jingle he does at the end? Of like, when like he gets you. Yeah, we end with that. That's all we've got. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>